Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working with... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hey, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnywell, Julie Hayden here, the Chuck and Julie Show, Truth Straight Up. Um, Chuck is joining us live from the uh, world headquarters of the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, uh, putting the paper to bed, goes to the printer tomorrow. We've got Mark Poff coming up with us in a second. And then also big controversy, no shocker, brewing in the Colorado Republican Party. Um, Lori Sane, the front-running candidate in CD8, has been uninvited to a debate, the only candidate uninvited to a debate. We'll be talking to her her um, later on in the hour. But Chuck, what, what we wanted to talk to Mark about, and let me kind of briefly introduce it, is that you're working on a story about the city of Glendale is like literally the carjacking, carjacking capital of the universe. And people America. might say of America. of America. And like, what's what the heck is wrong with Glendale? And what's wrong with Glendale is Denver, right? And the Denver Post. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Denver Post, basically, they kind of go, okay, what's, what's the... Uh, what state has the most per 100,000 in, in car theft? Yay, Colorado. Well, what city in Colorado per capita has the most auto theft? Well, it's Glendale. Uh, in fact, Glendale for the last four months has a grand total of, of 79 uh, carjacking, which is high compared car thefts, to- Car thefts, you mean, not carjackings, but car thefts. Car thefts. Um, but but uh, Metro Denver, that's not even a good night, Metro Denver. Metro Denver has over a hundred every day. So so why and then and then the Denver Post puts a picture of Glendale City Hall on it and MSN uh, tweets it out to the world and so so Glendale becomes the car car theft capital of the world when in fact very few of its residents uh, get their cars uh, stolen and very few Glendale residents are arrested for car theft. Um, but all of the statistics liars. Uh, use statistics and statistics lie. I mean, it's just it's just pathetic. But the Denver Post wanted to do a story on the huge rise in in uh, car thefts in the Denver area. Couldn't say Denver has it because it's subsidies. Well, because Denver's yeah. progressive, so yeah. It has a tradition of over a hundred years of when you can't blame Denver for your maladies, blame Glendale. Yeah. Um, and Glendale goes, wait a minute, we don't have a real problem. We have a real problem of Denver. Residents, we have over 100,000 people come into our town, 80 to 100,000 people every day, and a grand total of 5,200. So all these people from Metro Denver, aside from Glendale, come into Denver. All these people from Metro Denver, aside from Glendale, steal the cars. Um, So concentrating on Glendale will solve nothing. I mean, it doesn't have a a particular (laughs) problem, although car theft is, is a problem universally, but it is. Just amazing how the Denver Post kind of like, look, we can't say this about our shitty city. This is this is terrible. Blame Glendale. Yeah, that's it. Glendale. <laughs> well, let's bring in Mark Mark Poff, former law enforcement um, sheriff's deputy with El Paso County. And Mark, what I wanted to talk to you about is kind of a check. The, the problem isn't Glendale. Glendale is a city for folks who aren't familiar, surrounded by Denver. Denver is the one with all the progressive policies, let people out of jail, no bonds, PR bonds. You can't arrest anybody. You can't arrest them for drugs. They've got the homeless crisis. They've plummeted from being at some rate from a um, the 15th most pleasant place to live in Denver and what are in, co- in the country to like 155th. I mean, have you seen this before? You have these urban progressive centers are hellholes, but the problem is, is they export their hellholeness and crimes to the neighboring communities. Right. Well, I, I think it's obvious that Glendale has the most Honda Accords anywhere <laughs> in the state of Colorado. <laughs> I'm assuming Hondas are still the most stolen vehicles or Toyota Camrys or something, but um, that's definitely how it works. So you can have a small suburban town and this really isn't a suburban town because it's kind of completely surrounded by Denver, but they get all the repercussions of the Metro Denver area um, system. And, and for most part, you know, with the whole bond reform, 
you know, I've been reading a lot of this stuff here lately that's just kind of driving me crazy. You know, in the old days, we used to say that the criminals could get out of jail faster than we could get off of shift. And, yeah. and we're actually making jokes that wasn't true because our system was so bad at our jail, it usually took six hours just to get through the process. Huh. But now that's literally true. Yeah. And a third of the people that are being arrested have had five previous charges. Yeah. And, and so when you look at this, and, and do you guys know who Taylor Pendergrass is? Uh-uh. I, I read this in an article that he's some local director of something of the ACLU in Colorado. But this guy's a moron. I hope I can say that. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> That's my opinion. And my okay. opinion, so don't sue me. But, you know, he, he makes a statement. There's no data showing pretrial lockups reduce auto thefts. Well, that's just <laughs> stupid because if they keep getting out, and I know this from history, there's only one thing when you book somebody into jail, there's only one thing they care about, and that's getting out of jail. Right. And when they get out of jail again, what do they do? They get back into the same routine that they had before, which, right. oh, by the way, is stealing cars because that's right. all they know how to do. So the problem is, is if you just keep letting them out, and it's kind of like, you know, that whole thing, um, fool me once, shame on me, you know, well, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I mean, if somebody gets arrested for auto theft and then you turn them loose on a $2 bond and they go do an auto theft again, and plus, oh, by the way, in the state of Colorado, if you commit a crime while you're out on bond, that's a separate crime. Right. So why would you let them loose the second time? I I think I would sit there and say, you know what? You don't get it. Let alone the third, fourth, or fifth time. Well, and here's the thing. Talk a little bit, and then Chuck will let you in here too, but let me have Mark explain. So these people, when they steal cars, talk about how that's connected to other crimes, because it's it's not as if you've got all of these people saying, oh, you know, I can't afford a car because of Biden inflation, and and I can't buy one because of the supply chain problem, so I'm going to have to steal it, and I'm going to drive it to work every day. I mean, what do people do? Why is the car theft thing such a big issue? Well, some of the main reasons with especially like the Honda Accords and stuff is they strip them and and they also take them to Mexico and try to get them into Mexico. Um, But there's just so much money in this game of of just stripping these cars and they're in the commission of other crimes. You know, they'll use them. A lot of times I'll find on cases that I work on now as a consultant that a lot of times they'll pick up a stolen car and then go rob a bank or or go do some other type of crime. You don't want to do that in your own car. Well, well, exactly right, because then they can trace it back to you. Unfortunately, they still keep their cell phones in their pockets, so they get caught <laughs> that way. But so that I mean, it just leads to a bunch of other stuff. These are not people joyriding. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to go joyriding, so let's go to Glendale and steal a car, and we'll go joyriding. These are um, career criminals. These are not individuals that, oh, because like you said, the supply chain. And oh, by the way, if somebody wants a job right now, there's yeah. a job to be had. Right. And anybody right. who says, I can't find a job. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably not true because there's a lot of, maybe they're not qualified for the jobs. Um, but these are not people that, you know, I need to steal a car to get to work. Right. These are people that are stealing cars because that's what they do. And then they go to jail. And then when you kind of reinforce this of, oh, by the way, we're just going to let you out for two bucks. These guys are going to start carrying $2 bills with them, a whole bunch of them. So they can, you know, they don't, they don't need bill. the $2 bill. In Denver, you don't even need that. Bond, you don't pay it. Um, you, <laughs> you, you don't have to pay anything. It's just if you break the bail, then you, in theory, owe it. Owe it. So but they you never don't go have get to carry you. the $2 bill with you. You're all set. A $5,000 personal cognizant bond, you don't put up 5000 You don't put up 10% of it. You put up nothing. Right. So well, you don't need this is really hurting. Is bell bondsman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bobby Brown <laughs> and, and poor dog, the bounty hunter. Oh, you know, it, it's not yeah, cost effective to go after someone for 50 cents. <laughs> well, but then Chuck, and then as you said, the total piece of crap Denver Post, rather than, like I said, for, for Denver to plummet from the 15th most desirable place to live to 155th, and the people in the survey cited crime, the homeless problem, right? So the word is out. Rather than saying, I know, that's kind of put some pressure as uh, sort of a watchdog or, you know, agency um, on the city of Denver and its politicians and its, you know, bail bond reform people, all these people, let's put some pressure on them and sort of put their feet to the fire. Instead, like you said, they just blame it on Glendale, right? Well, I mean, they want to talk about 
the problem and and or sort of want to talk about the problem uh but they you know you just can't say denver has the problem but it is a statewide problem because what they did you know the the two-step or you want to call it three-step first they took out the felony grand theft auto uh the game's still called that but it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> in places like colorado um so it's no longer a felony um then they so that's step one step two is take all these misdemeanors and say well we don't you know you shouldn't have to pay bail if you can't afford it and in fact we'll take a lot of these misdemeanors and just put them out on personal recognizance bonds and we'll make it so that the mere fact that you previously skipped you one doesn't matter uh, after the fourth or fifth time instead of having a five thousand dollar personal recognizance bond you'll have an eight thousand dollar personal <laughs> but it doesn't make any difference i mean you're not going to show anyway, up and you can go to them it used to be I was talking to a Glendale police officer back when he came into the, to the force. You know, if you had an $85 fine against you, you stayed in jail until you paid it off, which was $15 a day. Well, now you just go for a judge and say, I can't pay it. And they say, okay, get out of here. Right. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's a great time uh, for all <laughs> you young kids uh, and aspiring criminals. I mean, it's a great time to steal cars. Yep. Um, you, you, you really are not going to, suffer any consequences um and i and i think you know you know it it's it's the the, the key is not glendale because you know a lot of the people don't even have cars because they take public transportation but you know the people where you go over to steal the cars is over in cherry hills you know and yeah. all the other places i mean it's just a great lot of fun you learn <laughs> a lot of things it's exciting um you learn about cars and how to steal them and and you don't have to spend any time in jail. Um, and well, and Mark, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I think it's a real career opportunity. Sure, some people say theft is wrong, but, you know, that's a bit passe. Um, it's a great, great It's not very progressive. And especially if you're new in the country. I think it's racist. It's, it's, it's racist and it's replacement theory to, to do that. There should be a car, car replacement, replacement theory. Yeah, car replacement theory. Well, Mark, one of the things that I've said before, and I think is probably true here, that that – Again, in a lot of cases, you have you have like a thousand crimes, say, but you don't have a thousand individual criminals committing each individual crime. You have a handful or maybe more than a handful, but you have a much smaller group of criminals committing the same crime over and over and over again. So I think that that's what makes it even worse. I mean, if you were to simply periodically lock up some of the car thieves, you would probably stop a much greater percentage of the car thefts, right? Yeah, and, and that's kind of the whole point why bell reform is such a bunch of baloney is, you know, I get that whole thing about, okay, the first time we're going to, you know, you have no criminal history, we're going to let you out on a PR bond. But after that, you know, there's no more empathy involved in this. This is to keep people safe, to protect and to serve, you know. Right. So you lock them up. I think you would find if you locked up a few dozen of these people, a, a lot of your grand theft autos or your your auto thefts would go, it would go way down. Right. And so with the crimes then that, that, because these people, like you said, it's not like they're just stealing a car and that's the only crime they're committing. They're stealing the car. They're stripping it, which is a crime. They're, um, they're using it to commit other crimes. So if you stop the car theft and kept that person in jail, you would probably sort of stop right. A whole domino effect of crimes. Well, here's another, here's another good, good thing for you future criminals. Um, you know, Glendale is in Arapahoe County, um, and so they'll send it over to to Arapahoe County uh, to prosecute. You know, assuming they can actually hold the person forever, and and the DAs there are are dismissing all the cases. Forget the person showing up, just dismissing the cases, saying, "Look, we've got this huge COVID backlog. I mean, we got we got we got to get rid of this COVID backlog. This is a misdemeanor, no personal violence." We're just going to dismiss all the charges. So not only do you have to work, not have to worry about going to jail in the interim, the, the DAs will in fact not bother uh, to it because they say, oh, you know, we've got this huge back. We're busy. We're busy. We're too busy. Well, Mark, busy, what do you think of that? If you're a cop, that's, that's well. That's another point. Is I understand as a career criminal, not me, but the hypothetical <laughs> person, that if I need to go plea bargain one auto theft to a DA during COVID. I might as well do 20 or 30 because yeah. it can be the same incentive. I'll probably spend the same amount of time in county jail, which would be less than 90 days. 
you know, for all of this. So why don't I just get as many cars as I can? I figure they catch me half the time, probably less than that. So if I steal 50 cars, I'm only going to have to pay for 20 that I can plead down to one. It's just everything's in their favor because of the way the system works right now. And then you add COVID on top of it. So not only you just have COVID when, and Chuck's absolutely right. I see this because I work for defense attorneys now. There's this huge backlog. And so you have a lot of defense attorneys saying, hey, let, let's go to trial. Yeah. Prosecutors are like, uh, we really don't want to. So go, yeah. let's do a deferred sentence on that homicide. You, you know, so, you know, just to get everything out of the system. So right now it's a, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a buyer's market or a seller's yeah. market. but <laughs> it's, it's a criminal's market. Well, yeah. everything's playing to their advantage. And then you have these liberal DAs, these liberal judges and liberal, liberal legislators that are saying, well, it's unfair that rich people can, you know, pay bail. So per, poor people shouldn't have to. I don't really care about that. What I don't want is after that first time, you're done. You've used right. your one freebie. Now you get to rot in jail waiting for trial. Right. No, I agree. Let me read some of the comments here. Um, so Charlene is saying the decay in Denver is spreading. Exactly. Leo says today, Bruce Wayne would be saying, screw it. Why bother? Um, Charlene is like, right. yeah, will the progressives in Cherry Creek rise up? And then um, then she says career criminal counseling provided by Chuck. Um, so, um, well, let me, Mark, if you're a cop, well, let me back up. Because, I mean, you've also held, you know, you were on a school board, which granted is not. You made a poor career choice. Well, 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 I made a great career choice back then. And I made another great career choice to retire eight years ago. Right. Well, and and so, Chuck, too, it's like, so the city of Glendale is getting bashed by the Denver Post unfairly. And so if you're a citizen. I mean, it does, you know, it does ameliorate a little bit in. But it's it's obvious that, that, that they can't talk about Denver. They find they had to have a hook to talk about how awful the auto theft is. And you have a picture of Glendale City Hall in the front. And, you know, it's 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 comical how they kind of go. We just can't tell people how bad it is in Denver. <laughs> you know, one of the things yeah. I can just interject. Yeah, here. go ahead. You know, I, one of the things I just really love to put global or national stuff. I love when people put stickers on the, the gas pumps. You know, right. I, yeah. I, I know you can't do that. And that's a little bit of a problem. It's just to me, it's just funny because it actually exposes what's going on. You know, a lot of these police cars, they used to all put on them to protect and to serve. Right. And, yeah. and that is so wrong. Nobody's protecting me anymore. No, they're not protecting me. So they need to take that off of there and instead put a little slogan to catch and release. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Or how about you're on your own? <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. bring the body bags. <laughs> you know, that's about it. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. So let's say you're a citizen of Glendale and you're like, well, this is terrible. Let's do something. And you go to City Hall and Glendale can pass all of the stringent laws. Glendale can reform bail all at once. Glendale can't reform bail. Because they're not in control of it. Right. But I mean, they could do. They can't, can't, you know, cities can only do misdemeanors. So they can't make Grand Theft Auto a a, uh, A felony again. A felony. If they made it a felony, it goes over Arapahoe, it says we can't handle this. And I mean, I just think it really is true that you're on your own. You might as well face up with that fact. Denver just said that, you know, you can't conceal carry. You can't have a concealed carry. Everywhere. Um, and so that's good. So you can't protect yourself. Have a good time. <laughs> just run. <laughs> run quickly. Yeah. Run fast. Well, Mark, and, you say- and you know the best thing about Denver right now is, is um, 470. It's, it's the oh. best thing about, you know, I have to tell you, I have to go to Fort Collins a bunch. My youngest just graduated from Colorado State, so I'm oh, done with congratulations. all So I got three kids and four degrees, so that's, my kids have done pretty well. I take 470 a lot of times now. Yeah. Even oh, you just go around. The of the day, it's like, you know what? I'll spend the 12 bucks. I'll drive the extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't want to see Denver. I don't want to go through downtown Denver because only bad stuff happened there. Well, I mean, in Denver, it is. It's become that's it's it's losing people. It's losing places. I mean, and they want to talk about affordability. Affordable housing is the least of Denver's problems right now. They need to have people who actually want to live there is a problem. And Mark, let me ask you this: When you were in El Paso County, so you covered the whole county, so you could yes. see the impact that certain. And I think maybe there the problem isn't as bad. But I mean, no, it, it isn't as bad because these are state laws. These are not. 
Right. No, but what I mean, though, is, is when you have not only that, but the state law compounded by an extremely progressive city that could care less about the homeless. It encourages. I saw Channel 7 had a story on these because they let people park their RVs. People are living in their RVs. Right. Well, they forget the fact that there are no toilet services. There's no water service. There's no you know, the people are just parking their RVs around this park in Denver and it's surrounded by RVs and they've got buckets of feces and, uh-huh. you know, generators running all night and then. And Denver's like, well, that's that's cool. We can do that. And the neighbors are like, we can't even use our park. So when you have a city that is that just it much in decay, as Charlene said, and it impacts the other cities. I mean, what do the other cities do? Move? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Move. Move. I mean, move Texas. I don't know. You know, really, El Paso County is a really nice haven in the state of yeah. Colorado. But but Chuck's absolutely right. I mean, they still have to live with the laws of the of the state. Um, you know, the cops I think are still somewhat appreciated down here, as opposed to there, there are these little pockets. I used to, you know, I still teach recruits wanting to become cops, and and I, you know, it's getting harder and harder to say, oh, you're you're about to enter into the best career field there is, yeah. when people just don't support you. One of the things I tell cop wannabes now, recruits is the jurisdiction matters yeah. yeah. You know, where before it's like, dude, just go get a job. Everybody loves right. start somewhere. Great. Yeah. I, right now I would not be a cop in Denver. There's, you couldn't pay me a hundred K a year to be a cop in Denver. And there's probably different places where that's true. Like Boulder. I'm not yeah. sure I could trust my administration that if something went South, you know, you're dealing with guns, fast cars and all kinds of stuff. Not everything goes perfect. Right. And you need, not if you screw up on purpose and things like that, but you need an agency that's going to support you. And really now what makes it even worse and Chuck, you're going to jump all over this. The only people that are really supporting cops right now, a lot are the unions and, you know, and they're notorious for being overly protective right. of their members. But now I make in Denver, everybody's joining. If you want to say a campaign to get everyone, every cop to join a union, it's happened. Every cop in Colorado, I bet the union, if, if somebody goes and checks this, I bet it's gone from 30 to 40 percent to 80 percent. I was never a member because I didn't feel I needed that support. No. I didn't need to buy friends. So but now if I was a cop, I'd be in a union just for the, the legal aid. Yeah. Right. And the other stuff like that. So what they've created is this system that's just totally freaking broken. Right. Um, and I'll give you another example here real quick. There was a leveling cop that did something really stupid. He took the old lady and put her to the ground or whatever. I, I'm not going to arm and laughed about it. I'm not going to justify what he did. The guy's an idiot. He shouldn't be a cop. You don't go around eight, you know, 70 year old women, but the city gave her $3 million and sentenced him to five years in prison. Yeah. There's people that have raped people that have got lower sentences than this ex-cop who who screwed up and what he did was right. wrong. But really, should he have gotten five years in prison for well, breaking? Well, if he had if arm? he had stolen a car right afterwards, okay. right, then he would be in good shape. No, you're right. Well, here, I mean, well, that's, that's right. Another two dollar bond, and he'd well, been. That, ridiculous of it because one of the points of putting people in prison is to deter them from committing other crimes right so here you write you so we've got these guys who are stealing cars right and left constantly chronically that's what they do and we don't put them in jail to deter them but then you had this cop who yes it was a bad thing he did but there's a pretty good chance he's not going to reoffend right zero chance but yet he's in behind bars for five years so we're not the rest of the society is not in any future danger Danger from him, um, but, but in the terms of the car thieves and all these other criminals, it's it's like Chuck says, you know, you're on your own. It's like, you know, career tip for 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 career criminals, Chuck. <laughs> um, it, it's it's really wonderful now, and 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 as a practical matter, if you've stolen a car um, anywhere in the metro area, including Glendale, and the police come up behind you. Uh, and, and wave their horns. Go, go. Oh, they're prohibited by. Mark is doing that too. Mark is like, flee. Yeah. They're, they're prohibited by the policies of giving chase. 
because all they're all they're liable for is a property misdemeanor. And the, you know, the all if if they actually chased them and somebody died in a crash or got hurt in a crash, then they kind of go, well, what's your policy? And the policy is we don't chase for 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 property misdemeanor property crimes. So the key is if they if they come up behind you, get the just get out of dodge, just weave your way through it and be gone. And what if that works actually, for tra- speeding tickets too? Yeah, you need to publish, you know, which jurisdictions have a no pursuit policy. Yeah. And you could sell that. Um, you know, we used to make years ago, we used to make fun of Pueblo because they had a no pursuit. And El Paso County, we pursued. Right. I mean, you ran, we were the dog behind the rabbit. We, we right. came right after you and you were not going to get away. And state patrol used to pit everybody. But, you know, th- those days are over. And the problem well, with that is. Well, Glendale, Glendale was, was known for back in the day. If they did catch you, you'd have a, a session of extra extracurricular justice performed on you. And in fact, they're filming. There's films of Denver, of Glendale police throwing people against cars, smacking them, kicking them, stomping them. Um, uh, life those, those were the good old days. And they're they're no longer true. They won't even pursue you. You can quickly get to the Denver line, and they won't pursue you. So, right. you know, it's 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 and that's going to get people caught. hurt, and it's going to get people killed. And oh, I've yeah. said this for a long time: that the fact that a lot of these individuals know that you can't pursue right. if they touch you. You know, if they touch you, you can sue them. So they know this. So you're going to have people that are going to do stupid things around cops, and they're going to get shot. Yeah, yeah. Something bad's going to happen that normally never should have happened. Right. And we've talked about that before. Mark, let me ask you this, because we only got a couple more minutes with you. This is from Charlene. This is something you've talked about. Charlene is basically saying that they are deliberately creating this chaos. She says, enter federal police force after this intentional chaos, and then out of the chaos will come a new order. That's exactly right. That is my view. I may be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but I think the reason the liberals, I don't like to say Democrats, because I think there's some Republicans that are in on this. So I want to say the liberals, there's no reason to fix something if it isn't broken. So let's break the hell out of it. Let's have local. Let me tell you something. This summer, if the Supreme Court, I'm kind of changing up a little bit. If the Supreme Court does release that they're going to overturn the Roe versus Wade, which means nothing, basically. In Colorado, especially. Well, it definitely doesn't mean anything in Colorado. Nothing will change. There's going to be a summer of real interesting um, situations, and you're going to have people that are going to argue we need to nationalize, especially our county sheriffs. So the the president of the United States can tell county sheriffs what to do, which totally goes against how our constitution, our government was set up. Well, if we need a new national head of all local police departments, Nina Jankowitz is yeah, she quit uh, at for, the Ministry of Truth. Title on the disinformation <laughs> board and needs a job. So I mean, and I she can't could see do like a little wrong. song for it all. Catch and release. La, 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 Mary la, Poppins. La. She can Mary <laughs> Poppins us into the next thing. You know, I'm concerned that someone's just going to tell me. You know, who, who's in control of the truth and, and tell us what we can and can't say? You know, it's just it's so funny. Well, it's not funny because people are believing this crap but uh well listen let me um because we'll let you go here um oh this one's from charlene she says exactly mark they're breaking it so they can fix it um that the way that they want to you are going to be filling in for us next wednesday rev is graduating from fifth grade so they have a little ceremony for that you're going to get a trophy for participation yeah Hopefully you'll get a report card. Actually, you know, this year was a pretty normal year, but you're going to be filling in for us next Wednesday. Any idea? I know you kind of indicated you had some thoughts on what you wanted to talk well, about. I, I, you know, we all know that, that John St. Augustine was suing the state and the, the judge threw it out. Right. There was some stuff going on, you know, and Chuck and I have talked about this. Chuck's probably going to not go to the graduation and, and come join the show with me. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk about how corrupt, the grand jury system has become specifically in the state of Colorado. Wow. I'll be there. I, I'll and, be there. <laughs> yeah. And I really want to talk about Mark Hurlburt. You, you know, I've, I've talked about him before. This is a guy who couldn't even convict Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, he went after Terry Makita on a case where Makita didn't even commit a crime and, and Brockler fired him because he couldn't even get a conviction. Now he's actually, 
you, you know, the whole Suzanne Morphew case. And, and actually that might be something interesting to talk about. Yeah. Uh, he, he's about still, it. he's the prosecutor on that. And he wants You're to kidding. prosecute. No, well, no, they just no. Threw that out, right? They just threw that out. Right. Exactly. Because there was DNA. There's actually other stuff that hopefully. Right. Out. And, and who was, who's the attorney on that one? It's it's um, Iris. Yes, that is. Who, who, let me tell you something. If you, get, if you get jammed up on something that you didn't do, I, I would definitely hire Iris Etan. She is unbelievable. I've had many opportunities. You, you better have uh, some cash though. What, oh, you better. You better have a big checkbook. Yes. Yeah. You know, with people who deliver the cash in briefcases. Yes. But she is extremely good for what she does. So I want to talk about. How corrupt the, the grand jury, and I'm going to give you examples of what Mark Hurlbert said during a deposition. I'm hoping to get this information by next Wednesday. Wow. Where he basically said, dude, you can't touch me. I got absolute immunity. I used John St. Augustine. You know, basically, I knew he didn't commit a crime. We charged him anyway because I wanted to get to Makita. Wow. You know, That's so. Bad. Why don't you invite Brockler on the show? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. We got Lori saying. Just, just, just call him up and say hi. You know, I know you're talking about abortion or something, but I wanted to extend a personal invitation. <laughs> for you to Chuck, we've got Lori on the line, so we gotta go. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much. We look forward I'll to that. I'll be there Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, maybe not. <laughs> All right. We have now, we're switching gears here, everybody. We've got Lori Sane with us. Lori Sane, the leading front running candidate um, for the GOP primary in CD8. Um, who is being snubbed. And we'll get into that in a second. But first of all, I want to say thank you and welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. It's a beautiful day today, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous out there. It's gorgeous out there. Okay, so let me set the stage for folks because this made me angry. I had somebody texting me late last night and I don't and always retext. Trying to go to sleep downstairs and Julie, oh, no. you were monitoring the Depp Heard trial, but, oh, um, um, and, and saying that uh, talking about this. So here's what's going on guys. Um, this coming weekend, the Colorado, it's called the Colorado Republican rumble, the Republican women of Weld County of which you are a County commissioner, by the way, um, is having a big debate for all of the candidates in the Republican primaries. Um, we We've got Mike O'Donnell, we've got Tina Peters, Heidi Ganahl, Greg Lopez, Ron Hanks, Joe O'Day, all kinds of people, right? Except you, you are the only one, they're inviting the other, uh, Barbara Kirkmeyer and Jan, what's her name? I won't Coleman. even, Coleman, um, to, who are candidates in CD8, but not you. What, do you have any, I, you're the front runner, you know, it's like, how can, it's not even a debate. It's like, do you have any sense what happened? And cause this is just so wrong. Well, I'm, I'm making an effort not to get into the back and forth because it's chewed up a lot of people's time already about, he said, she said, I shouldn't have to send five carrier pigeons to various people about attending the event, but here's what is, here's, here's what the real news is. Um, I received an email saying that the other three CD8 candidates voted to not let me debate them on Saturday. That's what? not a good look. That's that's the real story. That's an email I received yesterday, and I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, no, you no, sent this can to you say from who's, campaign? <laughs> can you say from who, who sent it to you? Uh, it was the um, one of the ladies from uh, the organizing um, uh, Republican Women's Group. And uh, I don't want to get into names or go back and forth, but uh, I just thought that was incredible that uh, it, given uh, given the choice of debating the front runner, I, I suppose they would probably say no. But it's not really a good look for this party. And it's certainly not a good look for this event to say that um, somebody can't come in. And, and mind you, this is the same candidates that wouldn't give uh, assembly goers a chance to vote on their candidacy right. either. So I, right. maybe that's, that goes hand in hand. But again, I, I'm more concerned about uh, the look of this, of candidates being allowed to vote somebody off the island. I mean, my question would be, so did they ask Mike O'Donnell and Tina Peters to vote on whether the other person could come? Did they ask Heidi and Greg to vote on whether the other person could call? Maybe Ron Hanks, we should say, did you and Joe Day vote on whether the other person could come? And that's even say that this well, was did, a... Let me correct that because, uh, you know, KBD for a while's position on this uh, Capitol Hill luncheon said that... Um, Joe O'Day didn't want Ron Hanks there. He wanted just himself. You can go, 
why would Joe O'Day get to sign that? And she eventually got so much grief. Said, all right, all right, you know, you wackos can have your own candidate if you want, but you know. <laughs> and that's well, I, you know, I have to say that you know it's, and we brought this up that the women of Weld are infamous for being the mean girls, right? I mean, it's it's like a gaggle of Amber Herds had all gotten together. <laughs> And, 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 well, clarify, this is Chuck saying club. this, not Lori saying this. No, no, <laughs> not to... Lori saying this. This is what everybody says. I mean, it's just general call. Some call them a gaggle of Karens, but more recently, it's been, you know, everybody, everybody's mm-hmm. viewing, saying, well, that, that person's a lot like Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing, because no I, I did a little bit of research. They are. They're, they're the Republican mean girls. And and obviously, you once belonged to the to, to them and went over to the Greeley women. Isn't that correct? That, that would the be nice correct. girls. They're the ones you, you want to hang out with and want to date or want to, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, right. but, but the mean girls mm-hmm. are all piled up over there. At the, well, uh, and here's another thing, too. I did a little bit of research. So Barbara Kirkmeyer, who is one of the candidates in CD8, who did not go to the assembly because she knew she couldn't get on the ballot if she went to the assembly. She petitioned her way on. She apparently was one of the founders of the Republican women of Weld County. So you got to wonder, I mean, I don't know if she's putting her thumb on this. Although, as you said, the email said she clearly voted against having you come and debate. My question to those people is, and Barbara Kirkmeyer is, why don't you want to debate? What are you afraid of is my question to them. We have a lot to be afraid of. (laughs) I mean, if I was Barbara Kirkmeyer, I wouldn't want to have somebody like Lori Sane to debate against. You got to know. Well, Lori, let me, and we'll ask you, I mean, I don't, because I don't want to put you obviously too much in the spot there, but I mean, Why you've not? been involved in other debates. Have you had anyone else in other events, anyone else say, we let the other candidates vote on whether you could come or not, and they said, no, so you can't, or is this the only one? Uh, this is the only, um, this is the only event that has said that, and I, um, I, I've never even heard of this happening before, so I was a little uh, taken aback when I saw this email, considering especially that uh, they certainly will invite sponsors late to the game, and those sponsors happen to want me there, um, and that was uh, you know, one of the impetus. Of, I, I actually got conflicting information about what date this event was, and I still hadn't heard anything two weeks out, so my uh, comms director here in Weld reached out to them and, and heard nothing, and and so I was just being very insistent about getting some information about the debate. But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I don't think we were impolite. We just asked for the information. And, you know, usually you get something two weeks out or at least a week out saying here's the rules for the debate and here's how much time you get to speak. Here's when you should be there. I mean, yeah, just it, it's all the other forums and debates I've been to, we've at least received something like that. Well, and here, the only thing you received was an email saying that the other candidates voted to invite you off the island, right? That was the only communication? That was the only communication, yes, uh, as far as uh, rules. The rules are you don't get to come because the other candidates voted you off the island. <laughs> well, and I want to wait, Chuck. I want to call out George Brockler and Steve Reams on this, though, because George Brockler is the moderator. Okay, one well, of the moderators. One of the moderators. Other than one. Steve Reams they is. They want to get a lot of grassroots people moderating they, the event. They may have no idea this is going on, and honestly, they this have is every idea like a, going on. No, I they bet don't they don't. The I bet they don't. Have but you we listen need to... to them what they think of you and the grassroots people. They hate you. Well, Steve Reams. They hate you. No, I, I think the guys have no idea this this is going oh, on. Oh, well, let me me hang on. I think I would agree with you, Lori. I think they don't, and that's why I oh, want to say to them, it's like if you guys have any clout, go ahead and say we're not putting up with this, right? You can't have one candidate, or at least announce that to the organization, right? Say Lori saying the front runner isn't here because these other candidates that you sit sitting here on the stage about to debate voted to not let her be here because they're afraid of her. I well, mean, go, go to the invitation and find one non-establishment person doing anything. anything. But Chuck, that's not fair because, I mean, they've got Tina Peters is going there. Ron no, no, Hanks I'm is talking about there. moderators or other people oh. doing it. George is not an establishment. He hates the grassroots. Um, uh, well, here's, here's, I mean, it's all, it, it's, you know, 710 is these days just a stat, the home of the establishment other, other than the poor Randy Corcoran and Backbone Radio. I mean, it's it's a usual deal. I mean, every paper in the state is left to center, except this one. Um, and it's just it's just the way it is. 
Um, those guys are not going to stand up for Lori. I mean, well, I hope they do. Here's this is from Charlene. Oh, one of our get listeners, a, a life. one of our listeners, Lori is saying, show up outside the venue and shake hands with everybody. Let them know that you were voted off the island. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because I'll give you a. I mean, anything else you want to say on this? Because I do want to move on and give you here on our forum a chance our to forum. talk about the election. Well, I, the other thing, too, is there's many other debates. I had a event scheduled, a nice neighborhood event in a walk, and I might just go ahead and, and do that again, uh, even though it's only a couple of days uh, until uh, the 21st. But but honestly, um, it's really about the issue, I think, of um, – well, there's actually two issues. I just, I just found out about this last one. Um, the issue of one, allowing candidates to vote, to not allow another candidate to participate. But the second one is – um, this actually might violate the bylaws for the for the uh, uh, Federation of Republican Women. Yeah. And so you may find if if for some reason I'm not allowed to debate, um, we may have an organization or two that may be uncomfortable with participating. Yeah. Well, well and let's explain that for folks. So the, what explain the connection there, Lori, if you if you can. I believe what I heard was, and again, this is something I just found out uh, from a member of one of the groups I belong to, but uh, you have to treat candidates equally. And unfortunately, even in this email, it says there was multiple deadlines, including one that I was supposed to talk to uh, another person, which I wouldn't have known um, because it wasn't expressed to me. Um, But, you know, their, their concern is we're not treating all candidates equally. If someone's available to come to an event, they should be allowed in the event. And a lot of these Republican women events I've attended, and this is what's unusual as well, um, even if you can't um, make it until the day before they allow you in, it's not like they right. shun you. Right. Um, so people's schedules are very busy. There's a lot of things going on. And uh, Saturdays are usually the days I, I do neighborhood events or walks and things like that. So, I mean, it's it's something where if somebody can make it, uh, nobody shuns you or says anything about it. If you can't make it, they also don't um, uh, they don't disparage you. They just say so and so would have liked to have made it, but they can't. And that's something I really appreciate about the the greatly Republican women. By the way, I was just at an event on the ninth. And they didn't they didn't make fun of the candidates who couldn't be there. They just said they wanted to be there. They couldn't be there. Um, but I'm sure they would have been here if they could have been here. So, I mean, it's just being, you know, uh, even handed. Um, and again, we have an enemy out there, both spiritually and physically with the Democratic Party. Um, we probably should be focusing on that rather than finding each other. And I didn't like high school super well. Uh, I don't want to revisit it with some of the things I've seen going on with the back and forth. It's not appropriate, uh, not only for leaders of a party that say they want to govern you, right? right? Again, why, why the look is bad. Um, But we've got bigger issues and we've got races to run and we need to be supporting all of our candidates. Right. Now we've got from Peg Cage. She says that people want to talk to you. There's a Ron Hanks fundraiser on Friday night that you're going to, you're planning on being there. Okay. So people can, how is, let me ask you this, and you may not know, but it kind of seems to me if I were one of your supporters and I am, this would make me mad. And I would say, okay, you know what? We're going to donate to her campaign. If they're going to try, I mean, people have the right. If people don't want to vote for anybody, don't vote for them, but don't hold the debate, invite every other candidate and then have, you know, the, the, this, and the, at this debate, this is going to be one of the biggest positions, you know, it's a new congressional district that, that frankly, I think Republicans have a pretty good chance of winning, but we're not yeah. going to invite the front runner because the other candidates are scared of her. And they're the ones who are telling us what to do. I would hope that that would only increase support for you. Yeah, and I suspect that's the case. And and anytime you have a, a tiff like this, um, it, it, it's not a good look. Um, it may send the message that yeah, we're a big tent party, except for conservatives. Uh, yeah. I think you two might know something a little about about that. But um, yeah. it, it's just not um, it's not a good look. No. Well, how is the campaign going? What can you tell folks, and where can they find out and get information about you too? Uh, my website is Lori for Freedom. L O R I F O R Freedom. Dot com and they can get information there, sign up to volunteer. And, um, and honestly, uh, we, we are, we are walking, we're out knocking doors. So just about, you know, any, any evening, um, uh, Saturdays in particular, 
uh, except for, well, we'll see what happens on the 21st, right? So, <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> and, hopefully and, they come to their senses and say. It's a compliment to you because yeah. you don't do that unless it's somebody you're afraid of. So it's, it's the other three candidates or two candidates, whoever it is, are afraid of you and, and uh, they're panicking. And you don't, you don't do this something this dumb um, unless, unless that's the case. Yeah, I, I guess we'll find out uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But All right. either way, I've got some place to be on the 21st, and that's campaigning. So. All right. Good for you. Congratulations. All right, Lori, thank you for your time. Good luck out there, okay? Keep, let us know if you, could have, if you could have your people, let our people know if this changes, and we can make that announcement too, okay? Will do. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Lori saying Lori for freedom, L-O-R-I for freedom. Um, dot com. You can go there. Lori, thank you. And good luck. Have, I see you in your car. Have a good rest of your day campaigning. Thank you. All right. Um, Chuck, what do you want? I mean, if folks want to weigh in now, because I know we have some people watching on Zoom. Um, if they want to call them, you've got a few minutes on that. 888-627-6008. Um, this is from Charlene. Rhino's picking up Dem Tactics. Not surprised. Um, you you got to realize that, you know, Lori nicely said our enemy is, is the Dems. It, it is very much the rhinos because they join the Dems. They use Dem tactics. They always have. There are two sets of rules. When I was on the uh, executive committee, there, you know, it was clear. There are rules for establishment people and there are rules for grassroots. Um, and this is a typical one. I mean, grassroots would never exclude an establishment candidate, but establishment would be happy to exclude um, the various ones. So it, it's it's one of those deals that you really can't believe it's that dysfunctional. You can't go, well, no, uh, Republicans wouldn't try to squelch a debate like that. Yeah. Yes, they would. <laughs> well, yes. yeah. And again, to me, it's it's one thing if it's a fundraiser, right? You don't necessarily want to invite everybody to a fundraiser, but this is a debate where they're inviting basic, I guess, Pam, what's her face? Anderson isn't, but my, I don't know if they didn't invite her if she just didn't want to come. Um, I think she's trying to pretend she's not a Republican anyway. So, I mean, she's, you know, a Mark Zuckerberg uh, corporate that's have ballot boxes, drop boxes. I didn't notice. Jane Anderson is not part of the list. She was not on the list. Uh uh-uh. But they have every other candidate there. And so here's what I think it is, too. It's more than even just grassroots. This is a group that's afraid that grassroots is going to win. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, I'll be honest here, Heidi and Greg. I think that winning the governorship for a Republican is a long shot. So go ahead. But here, but I mean, Lori Sane, I think, has a significant chance of winning um, this, the new the new congressional seat. She, and she's man, got the and, top line on the ballot. Uh, she came out incredibly strong from the uh, CD8 assembly. Uh, she was the only candidate coming out of the CD8 assembly. Out of, yes, exactly. Well, and here's the thing. Again, I did some here's. So this Republican women of Weld County, I looked one of their objection objectives that a couple was to inform people. Right. Unless, of course, it, you're a grassroots candidate like Lori saying. And the other thing is they say they work for GOP candidates in all and all is capitalized and emphasized work for GOP candidates in all elections. Unless, of course, it's a Republican front running candidate who we don't like. And then we don't not only don't work for her, we specifically work against her. And I just think I'm going to just say it, you know, shame on you, Republican women of Weld County. Uh, why on earth would you not? And, and I don't know if there's somebody who has influence there. I hope George Brockler, and I know you're pessimistic, but and Steve Reams could say, guys, you know, it's our reputation here too. Why are we, why are we doing this? They could boycott it, Chuck. Yeah, sure. Well, sure I know. <laughs> sure they will. I mean, um, uh, hey, it, t- just, it's just way the, the, the ball bounces in Republican politics in Colorado. It just does. Um, it, it, you know, whether it's KNUS, whether it's any of them, they're incredibly biased against grassroots people. Um, and they, they'll do any dirty trick they can do uh, to screw them over. Um, and it's, it's just, just the way, you know, if, if you're a grassroots person, and I, I, you can ask Peg Cage, you can ask, any one of our people who've ever worked within the Republican Party, um, they're a vicious group. Uh, a lot of them are amoral. Um, they'll do anything to grassroots people. They view Democrats as far preferable. To, I mean, look at Dick Wadhams after, after all these calls. I don't know how many times I've heard him call for unity uh, when one of his candidates 
or if somebody likes goes on the uh, the uh, the ballot, and the minute that the grassroots he, he does a Denver Post editorial in which he says that this is the worst thing in the war world, Republican Party's over if if I mean, where's the unity there? But I promise you, if Joe O'Day makes a the ballot and all that, Dick will be the first one. I'll say unity, 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 unity. unity. Yeah, and if Ron Hanks, yeah, no more unity. Well, yeah. and you know, here's a thing I think that's kind of to tie it in with all the stuff going on with Twitter and some of the revelations about how many bots there really are on Twitter. And so, so for, for people who are listening, it's like, don't give up hope. I think what is becoming more and more revealed, and this is why they're all panicking so much to the extent that they're willing to risk this kind of bad publicity, the Republican women of Well County, they're all freaking out. And that is, they've, they've been trying to control the narrative and have been somewhat successful, but that has fallen apart. And people People are now seeing that when you, you know, anybody who's going to tweet and, you know, in favor of some progressive idea and you feel like, oh, God, I'm the only one who disagrees with it. Now you're realizing, no, all of that is manufactured and fake, that actually most people agree with me. And they're panicking about people finding out that actually, you know what, you're not the, you know, the minority, you're the majority. And so, you know, go ahead and don't be afraid. Do you really think the Greeley Tribune? Denver Post, who have they're owned by the same people, uh, the Colorado Sun, Colorado Politics, Denver Gazette, any of them will cover that the Weld women excluded Laurie Sane. No. And they particularly won't comment on the fact that the other candidates voted to, no. to not let her in. No. You will hear not a peep. No. Not a peep. Um, and that's another one that, you know, the all the grassroots face. I mean, you know, we faced it when we did the open primary. Right. The Denver Post, the Carl Springs Gazette, uh, Independence Institute, all of them. None of them right. said, well, this is, you know, up the, there's two sides to it or something. No, they were all just universally against it. So um, if you feel somewhat persecuted, if you're a grassroots person, you are. So that's <laughs> after a while you get used to it. That's the nice part. Right. After exactly. a while you get used to being persecuted. And you don't and, and we haven't shut up yet, and I doubt that we're going to. And I know Peg Cage, I can tell you this, everybody. And let me I'm gonna give Peg a little boast a pump here too. There's a fundraiser for Ron Hanks Friday night. You can go to mycoloradogop.org and get all the information for that. Hey, Chuck, that runs us out of time. You have to go back to writing your editorial. Oh, um oh. yeah, me explaining the 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 Denver post uh travesty there um thank you to mark poff thank you to Lori sane um i think we'll be talking about the ron hanks fundraiser on friday that'll do it for us on this wednesday um but we'll see everybody on party friday thank you again to the great guy everybody on zoom the great guys at bbs see you see you friday